Hello, friends. This is Jared. What you are about to hear is our pre-show call before hooking up with Chris Coyer to record episode 500 of The Changelog. We've been doing these off and on for a while now. We hang out for about 30 minutes before the show begins and then ship that conversation as a bonus for our Changelog++ members. We're doing this one a little bit different because you don't hit a round number like 500 very often. So instead of attaching it to the end of the Changelog episode, we're publishing it as a standalone backstage episode. We hope you enjoy it. And if you want more like this, sign up and support our work at changelog.com slash plus plus. Thanks for listening. And here's to the next 500. Cheers. What does the number 500 mean to you? It's 200 more than 300, and 300 is a movie. 300 more than 200. Yeah, that's true, yeah. That's true, yeah. I had to do the, the real basic math in my brain. What's it mean to me? It means if we're going to celebrate a milestone, there won't be a bigger one until 1,000. It's true, yeah. Unless you're a real big fan of 600. Yeah, but who's? For some reason. Why? When? Where? Why would you be a fan of 600? Uh, we could go binary. 512 would be cool. Yeah, I guess 512. 511, 512. 512 would be cool. And then 1024. That's true, yeah. <clears throat> 512 is a, is a good number. Yeah. I had 12, 512 megabytes of RAM in my laptop for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when I doubled that. Yeah. We can't double our show count like we can double our RAM. Mm-mm. It's not that swappable, you know. It's, it takes a bit. It took us like 12, was it 12 years? Sadly, 12 years. To get yeah. to 500. So if we want to get to 1,000, that's another decade. I think it'll be less than a decade, though, considering. Well, let's just consider we had a couple it. years there where it was less consistent as. Well, if we do 50 shows a year, that's 10 years. That's true, yeah. If we do more than 50, then yeah. Wow. Less yeah. Than, if we do less than 50, it's more than a decade. So. When we celebrate episode 1000, assuming nothing changes, which is a huge assumption, it's going to be, I mean, we're going to be in our 50s, man. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Can you still podcast in your 50s? Can you still be relevant in software and be in your 50s? A little bit tongue-in-cheek there, but... You have to be influential or have good opinions or just keep showing up. Or really, really impressive neck beard. That's true, yeah. Which I've never been a beard man myself. And have not been canceled somehow, some way, shape, or form, you know? Right. There's lots of Gosh. impediments for us to get in the f- to a thousand. So we better celebrate 500, man. We better get it while we can, you know what I'm saying? Like, gosh. Yeah. Mm. 500, though. Wow. It is a milestone, you know? Like, we've, uh, it, we've definitely grown up. And I'm even, like, going back through older shows, like, looking for moments, really. Oh, you are? Yeah. You're doing that? Well, not like, you know, I did like the first 100 so far. Are you doing them for the thing that we're talking about doing? Kind of. Well? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the point. I'm finding some moments in there. Okay. I didn't know you were working on that. Well, I shared the, the Notion doc with you. Remember that? No. On Tuesday, we talked about it. Did you miss that part of the conversation? I don't remember even discussing. Yeah. I said, in the sidebar, under workspace, the changelog 500. See that? No. I'm taking notes from 0 through 99. You did not tell me that. Yeah. Or we talked I did about not this. listen to you. you, just, no. you just did I acknowledge your sentence? 
Yeah, because we were looking in Notion together because we were complaining. I was complaining about Notion. Right, which but, you were just uh, praising Notion, I think, last time we had a backstage. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm going to praise it again. I'm going to go zigzag here because I was just using it today. And, you know, it, it's just so fast. Notion? It really is just a speedy. Yeah, Notion is speedy. I've never felt that in my life. Really? I'm happy to be wrong, but it's never felt speedy to me. It's always felt a little sluggy, sluggish. Hmm. But maybe it's getting faster. Maybe they're working on it. Well, I mean, maybe the things I'm doing seem faster. The animations and the motions of the screens might make it feel maybe like they it's rewrote fast. it in it's Towery. Really maybe it's a Towery app now. Maybe. So okay, uh, Tiny Notion and fast. Oh, number yeah. five hundred. Boom. Yeah. Nice. This is me starting. Okay. I even noted your first episode. Episode eighty-five was. That was my first episode? Your very first episode, yeah. Oh, man, I'm kind of uh, nervous to hear from that one. This is The Changelog, and I'm your host, Adam Stachowiak. We're a member-supported blog and podcast that covers the intersection of software development and open source. We shine a spotlight on what's fresh and new in open source. You can tune into this show live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern at thechangelog.com slash live. And this is episode number 0.8.5, recorded April 16th, 2013. We're joined by myself, Andrew Thorpe, Steve Klavnik, Kenneth Rice, and Jared Santo. And if you found this show on iTunes, we're also on the web at thechangelog.com. If you're on Twitter, follow the changelog, because that is us. Enjoy the show. That's pretty funny, though. That's a good one. We were supposed to do the show live. I remember one of the very first things I said, which I've said since then as well. I was like, that's good. I'm going to say it again. Which I was, it was about, I was praising GitHub for putting the source code in front. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about how on SourceForge, like the code was never first, but on GitHub, it was like source code right there in your face. Yep. One of the things that really opened my eyes about GitHub was when you'd land on the homepage of a a project and you'd see the code sitting right there. Because I was always a SourceForge user and like... A user, as in, I would you know download software from there. Not that I use it for version control, mm-hmm. but I never even realized that like you could get at the code for a lot of those projects, just because, <laughs> and because it's just not emphasized in the UI, you know. And yeah. when I saw GitHub, and uh, you'd land on the repo and you'd see the code right there, it was kind of eye-opening at the time for me, at least. I remember saying that because that was kind of the only thing I think I said on that episode because I was intimidated. Of course, you had yourself, Steve Klabnik. Kenneth Reitz, maybe? Reitz. And I had never been on the show before. Andrew Thorpe. And Andrew yeah. Thorpe. So I was coming into like a lion's den of cool dudes. <laughs> a lion's den? <laughs> Ain't a lion's den. What do you call it? Uh, a cod ray. den? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Intimidating folks, right? It's a lion's Intimidating den. people. Yeah. I can't remember how they raised, uh, how people responded to my SourceForge GitHub comparison, but I felt like, I, pre- I felt pretty solid about it because I still remember it. Yeah. I don't remember saying anything else the whole episode. I wonder if I did. I, you know, I haven't gotten that far. I don't know, but I, I do recall that sentiment being shared and it didn't land in- incorrectly. It was like, you know, GitHub puts it front and center, whereas SourceForge just didn't. So, you know, as a user of the code there, you never knew you can participate really. Yeah, exactly. Whereas GitHub changed the game. I thought it was a solid take. Yeah. <laughs> it's still yeah. a solid take. We should pull a clip from that just for fun. <laughs> I should say it again. Yeah, I just said it since then, I'm sure. I mean, we've done, uh, what, 435 or no, 415. 415 episodes since then. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure I've said it since then. You've probably been on as many episodes as me because even in the first 85 episodes, I wasn't on every single show. 
Yeah, you'd come in on the intro, but Wynn did a lot of the interviews. Yeah, he did. Maybe I have. I'd probably say of the 85, I was probably involved on the front end for at least half, maybe 40%. Behind the scenes, totally a part of, which is just interesting how things work out. Mm -hmm. Early days, man, early days. This is Changelog Spotlight 0.0.3. Uh, we spoke with Rob Pike of Google. He's one of the principal engineers at Google and also one of the leads behind their open source language called Go. I'm Adam Stakoviak. And I'm Wynn Netherland. And uh, yeah, so we, we had a really awesome interview with, uh, with Rob Pike. Very candid guy. It was super awesome interview. Very passionate about? about this new language. Yeah, had, had a lot of good things to say about it. Which I'm not- Even going back to like episode in the hundreds, what was I listening to the other day? I think it was the Chris McCord episode. I've been asked to do a talk at an Elixir meetup in San Francisco. I'm just going to do it remotely. And that had me thinking about, they asked me something about like how I picked Elixir and stuff. And I happened to be on the website when I was talking with them. And I found the episode almost by happenstance. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like 147 maybe when Chris McCord first came on. And I was just listening to the intro, you know. And I'm like, gosh, even that, which is like, you're 147 episodes in. I'm just like, sounds so much better now. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. This is The Change Log, and I'm your host, Adam Stikoviak. This is episode 147. And today, Jared and I are talking to Chris McCord, talking about Elixir on top of Erlang, Phoenix, the web framework. Definitely got me and Jared thinking about concurrency and elixir for an upcoming project phoenix sounds really cool and i love this conversation with chris like our just the overall production values even from then which we were not like noobs at 147 you know yeah yeah it's interesting how like i think is it like production value changing or is it also taste because it's kind of both, i think right? it's like, definitely both i mean you had a worse mic back then pretty sure yeah or your or your your eq settings were not as good like you're you sounded a little bit uh hollow yeah, I do hear like that. You didn't have the the bass was just not right or something. It feels yeah, well, and ec- a little bit like you're like too far from the mic. But yeah, in my old house, I think this isn't. Let me see what the date was for this. So oh, this maybe is this was the. Uh, was this the wood floors? And we got called out for the wood floors. <laughs> we won't say who called out because no, we won't. We can subtweet them though. Say like Adam got called out. You, mm-hmm. are, you, are you on wood That's floors? Professional. I can hear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you could. I mean, there's no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no getting around that. And I didn't really understand how to like minimize that back then. Like I would use D reverb and stuff like that. And I thought you could do it all in plugins. I had a carpet in my office too, like a big shag carpet, but it wasn't all over the floor. That was a lot of the floor exposed. So yeah, that could have been a contributor to it. And I did not have any whatsoever sound baffling on the walls. So I had hard walls, hard ceiling, hard floors. That was back in the day when we didn't make really much from this show. So, like, buying gear was like, whoa. If you spent, you know, 100 bucks on something, it was like, you know, it could be the end right then and there. Yep. So, over time, we were able to improve because finances improved. We were able to get the proper gear and take the proper steps to make things good, all that good stuff. You know, like, for example, where I live now, we built this house. So, when we built this house, we put 
you know, sound absorption in the walls too to minimize outside noises coming into the room. And then on the inside of the room, like you have, you know, sound uh, sound absorption to to minimize ricochets and whatnot. So some treatment, and the the room has carpeting, so sounds good. Plus, fine tuned the DBX two eighty six S and added the Oral Exciter as the uh, another device in the flow, which adds that bassy. Li- Here, you want to hear some? You want to hear something cool? Watch this. Oral Exciter. Oh, it's called weird. the. It's Oral A U R A L. I believe that's exciting. Afix Exciter. Listen to this. This is me turning up the bass to really get the Howard Stern going on like that. You like you like this, mm. Jerry? Little Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. Gonna get you. Episode five hundred. <laughs> take, take it back down to a manageable level. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's fun. That's how that works. Adds a little bottom end. A little bottom end, a little subtle roll-off bottom end. Not like a bass, but like a, just a little subtle bottom end. I don't know how to call it anything besides bottom end. You know, versus bass. I like me a subtle bottom end. It's all end. about that bottom end. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Well, So we've, you know, we've fine-tuned things. We and you sound great change. on these. Like, I'm listening to the, the Change All News podcast, and I'm like... You like it? You sound good, man. Yeah, it's it, you, got Thank a, you. you got a great mic set up. It sounds good. I mean, it's a decent... You got a decent voice. It's okay. Yeah. It works. Pretty, you got a good voice. I'm okay with you. I'm just well. I think it's mostly the mic because oh, nobody likes their own voice. Nah. I definitely learned to live with it, and I've learned yeah. to use it better, which is a weird thing. Yeah. To think about, but I know I, I can get nasally pretty easily. Actually, right there when I said easily, I sort of did, and I know how to retake that and cut the you know the yeah. whiny the, the like, thing you hear in your voice, no one else hears. Really, yeah, I mean, it still slips in. I'm like, whatever. It sucks because when I say something good, that I, I mean, good as in I think it's good which may not be good anyways. But when I say something I like, in a way that I like, but then it has the nasal, I'm like, dang it. Uh, yes. It's perfect except for it's like a couple octaves too high. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to say that cool again, but mm-hmm. I wish I could say it like you that. You can't but tell in post. My, it seems like you do a really good job from the post-production process, like hearing it as a listener. It feels pretty natural, uh, right? Very intentional, well-paced, the, the the extra effects and pop culture references that get pulled oh, in. Oh, yeah. That's the fun stuff. Are uh, they're they're the the cherries on the to- on the top, so to speak. Right. I always wonder, like like I said in one of them, I'm put I'm starting to put the links to the actual references in the transcript. Yeah. It'll tell you like who said it because I wonder how many of those land and how many of them fall flat. I, I mean, different people around the world, different ages. Yeah. You know, I probably more of them land on you because we're kind of the same time frame. Yeah. But my references are like you know Futurama, The Office, The Simpsons, uh, Star Wars stuff movies like from the 90s and 2000s and mm. uh, I did an Austin Powers one I think on this most recent yeah baby yeah something like maybe it was that I don't know I have no idea what oh actually I I wanted maybe I actually dropped it I couldn't find the right thing he said oh I thought he said somewhere like I'm a cheeky monkey baby yeah and I couldn't find it because it was uh I wanted to say something about this this guy's list of he made a list of like ways to lose your best engineers yeah, and like all of the things are very cheeky because it's like tongue in cheek, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, just, I wanted to have Austin Powers saying "cheeky monkey," and uh, turns out I don't think he ever says that in the show. I just like really? thought he did. He says a lot of stuff like "Do I make you randy?" You know, "Do it." Uh, "Do I make you horny?" Of course, he says that. But like, I thought he said like "I'm a cheeky monkey, baby." Yeah, and I, I spent like 25 minutes trying to find it. I just never did. Wow. So I did not have an Austin Powers, but I thought I did. Oh, I had the Jurassic Park reference. Did you pick that one up? I don't know. I'll have to go back and and uh, scroll through. What was what was it exactly? It was. Uh, I was talking about the Hacker News post that had a whole bunch of comments, 
and I put in that part where Jeff Goldblum walks up to the dinosaur doo-doo. Mm-hmm. And he says, that is one big pile of shit. Okay. But I cut okay. it right as he says, and I just cut back to me. I do recall that because I, was, I liked how you transitioned from that right into, there's good stuff in there for sure. In fact. Yeah, there's some up, good stuff in there for sure. Trenda, yeah. I always think about that quote when I see a big old Hacker News like comment thread. I'm like, there's a big old pile of, but I wanted to bleep, I was first going to just bleep it, you know? But then I'm like, what if I just cut it right as he starts to say and then just like take Keep over the sh- in there, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but I figure most people know Jurassic Park, you know. That's true. But then there's other ones where I'm like, I wonder if anybody remembers this. And then I put a Monty Python one in there. Anyways, I would love to have a stat of like references acknowledged per episode. You know, like of all of our <laughs> of all the listeners, yeah, what percentage got which references? Mm. I mean, that would be. You have to like get in. You'd have to have like a minority report thing to, to Could know be that a geographical thing too, not just an age thing. Because like, well, well, that's what I was saying. All around the world, yeah. And then you could have somebody translate the show and transplant. You know, like like movies do. They'll take cultural oh, references out of like it. the U.S. version of it and put it, you know, into say the one that releases in China or somewhere in Asia or something like that. They'll put a more relevant cultural reference in versus the right the one from that America would be that would be that would be cool. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> <laughs> scary it's like the cool. audio equivalent of the goatsy man they're gonna replace yeah. they're gonna hot swap in something you're not you're like wait no no that wasn't it <laughs> i think to summarize though what we're saying is that you can see when you stay consistent and dedicated long enough right the improvements when you look back because you can look back you know episode one through 99 100 through 199 you know each mm-hmm. hundred episodes there's you can tell there's differences, even in the hundreds per hundred episodes, for example. And you know, just to that we didn't just arrive here being well this good, I suppose. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even trying to like boast, but we're yeah. pretty comfortable talking to pretty much anybody. I would say, you know, there's nerves from time to time, as there should be. But yeah. for the most part, it's never I mean, like you want to do well. Yeah, like I was nervous talking to Jack Dorsey, for example. I was like, but there was a lot of that had for video sure. aspects. I was going to go out to the right. developer conference, so there was more than just that was high stake. Once I was in the groove, it was like any other thing ever. You know, I was. I think it's more like less people. I mean, I think I would also be nervous talking to Jack Dorsey. Probably, I think it's less that people intimidate now, and it's more like. Uh, lines of questioning, like similar to like the WeWork one with Own Freund. That's kind of mm-hmm. like how much is he willing to talk and how comfortable is he, you know? Yeah. And like making that awesome and not be weird. Like those kind of things still make me a little bit anxious. You know, like can I say this and not yeah. ruin it? I don't want to ruin the show, you know? Right. Turns out he was a totally cool guy and would yeah. pretty much talk about anything. So that was awesome. I loved But you never know that going into it. Like you're, we did ask beforehand, hey, are you cool to talk about the WeWork stuff? Because we want to. And, you know, his PR gal says he was cool with it, but you're never sure, like, what that exactly means. Turns out yeah. he was, I thought he was a really cool guy. I thought so, too. That was a really good, uh, it was a fun episode, too. I actually haven't listened to that one back. I just finished the Towery episode. I just clipped the Towery episode, so I got to You did. Hmm. got to do WeWork. I was nervous about the title for the WeWork show because I was like, you know, I only added one word to the title, not final title. <laughs> right, you got upskilling. That's it. Just upskilling. I thought the title was pretty good because I wanted to reference both companies in there. So it was kind of about two things. So from WeWork to Upskilling at Wilco, that was a yeah. good title. I tried like three or four different titles that, you know, was just way too wordy. Right. I'm like, nah, WeWork's pretty good summary on its own. And what are they doing at Wilco? Upskilling. Right. You know. 
and we talk about that as like a new right up top too yeah up, up top yeah we, talk we did about it. so it was a quick you know if you read the title and you click through and you're like ah this has you know not much of a reaction to that show i wonder how many people watch we crashed you know because it is apple tv plus so it's kind of exclusive yeah you know, like if it was on netflix maybe more people have seen it yeah Hmm. I don't know. I think most of the people, like most of my friends, I'm like, have you seen We Crash? Like almost everybody says no because I want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you got to really want to. It's 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 probably like Silicon Valley. A very sort of. It's less audience. of a buy-in because it's like a mini series. Yeah, that's true. You know, but I mean, like in terms of its potential audience, like you really have to like be a geek, yeah. I think, or a nerd. Pick your favorite. Or just be now. a fan of Anne Hathaway or Jared Leto. I can't even remember why Rachel and I watched it. I think we were just kind of out of stuff to watch, and we have Apple TV Plus, so we're like, oh, yeah. Neither one of us are not necessarily fans of those two. I knew of WeWork. Yeah. And I was like, I think they like had a bad IPO or something. I didn't really know. I'm like, they're infamous for something. Well, let's give it a shot. And then it was well. The crash, really. Yeah. It was well acted. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay. And we got into it. And But I think probably less people have seen that than Silicon Valley. Just because you got yeah. long running. I'm waiting. I have I still haven't watched all of We Crash. I think I'm on like halfway through episode two. And I want to. It's just I don't have the attention to give it right now. Yeah. And I want to give it enough attention where I can watch it all in one, like, a few weeks. Right. And no, I can't right now. So, like, I watched episode one on a plane. Oh, yeah. We were flying to Sedona back in late April, first part of May. And so I was like, I, that's that was great for a plane ride. It got me in. I wanted to watch episode two, three, and four, but. You probably like it more now that we've talked to somebody who was there, you know, and was part of yeah. it. Yeah. You'll probably be like more connected to it. Well, like I said uh, yesterday, man, I'm, I'm thinking about WePod. You know, I I know you said that. <laughs> I, they probably okay. had a business called WePod because they had We Star. Like there was tons of businesses that were subsidiaries of WeWork, and like We Live, We uh, We Fit. I think no, that was a video game. We Fit. I don't know, I don't know them all. There was a bunch of We businesses that they were like mm-hmm. spinning off, and all had this same mission. You'll have to watch it. It's it would be an undertaking though. I mean, I'm actually intimidated by all the tech required to like just manage the buildings. You know, like on had said like all the security stuff and it's the same. Like that was semi intimidating. Like having to build that bespoke software is just to run a business is, is sometimes quite daunting if you're not desiring to be a software company. And software creation is so expensive. It's just right the absolute most expensive thing you can do today. Anyways. Well, episode five hundred. Yeah, five hundred, man. I'm not sure what this is, where to land, but hey, it's been it's been fun gabbing about the number five hundred, <laughs> what it means to us right now. Because five hundred, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of anything. Well, if we added up all the shows we produced, though, like we're probably like five x, maybe more than five hundred, like yeah. thousand, probably thousands. Yeah, yeah, I would say we're in the thousands. We're probably in like the fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred range, roughly. I'd guess. Yeah, something like that. We could easily figure that yeah. out with our with a SQL query, but yeah, don't feel like it. One keystroke away. Not to mention, now we're doing news, which is not going to be numbered. But like, that's those are episodes, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not same. They're not the same. They're but they're count, still yeah. like shipping shows. Well, we better go talk to Chris. This is the CSS Tricks Legacy, not the Changelog Legacy. That's true. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Someday. <laughs>